in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello. Oh, that was not very nice. Yeah. Hello to you too, Nora. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is episode ninety-nine of the Two White Chicks in China. We're one away from one hundred. Yeah, the magical one hundred. <laughs> We're gonna have a small party in our heads. Yes. <laughs> oh, indeed we are. So, what's happening in China mm. this week? This is a good one. Uh, so apparently, China has built a super adorable solar farm that's shaped like a panda. Oh. And I've seen a picture, and it really is. <laughs> uh, so this is called the Panda Power Plant, and it's in Datong in uh, Shanxi Province. And uh, basically, they've used different types of solar panels arranged by color <laughs> to make a panda-shaped uh, solar plant. Oh. It's 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 really impressive. So it covers approximately fifteen hundred acres, um, and it's going to produce upwards of a hundred megawatts of energy. I don't really know what that means. It sounds good, <laughs> but I'm not sure what the normal is. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I love it. Um, but it's going to also they're going to use it as um, like an activity center for the youth of China. That's great. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of um, publicity about China's pollution problems, but they've taken leaps and bounds to get that under control. In fact, I've heard about uh, like quite a few initiatives in Beijing to yeah, combat the pollution. Like they, I think they just shut down the last of the coal mining plants oh, around really? cha- uh, around Beijing. Um, and then by, I think, 2020, all of their taxis are supposed to be uh, battery-operated. Mm. So, that yeah, they're definitely doing a good job cool. to try to clean up their airspace. But if you look all around China, you see, surprisingly, a ton of green energy initiatives, mm-hmm. including within the city. Like, a lot of the malls here are built to be really green because, you know, they like to blast the cold air. Um, from the air conditioning, and the temperature here is always really warm, and so it requires a lot of energy. So a lot of the malls are actually built underground or, like, partially underground, Mm -hmm. so they conserve a lot of that energy. And then on the top of them, a lot of times they'll have solar panels. Or even on the top of Central Walk, they even have, like, grass Grass, and trees growing on top of the malls. It's It's really cool. I'm trying to think if I mentioned this before... About, oh, or maybe it's just, I've just seen it, like with trees, often there are buildings with trees on top here, mm-hmm. um, which I think is quite, quite cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> yeah, and they, they have a lot of, um, well, they have a lot of incentive to go green, but um, they have a lot of the technology that they're able to produce really cheaply mm-hmm. and efficiently here, so it, the cost... It really does help them to um, save money while saving the environment. So yeah. China's greener than you think. That's yeah. what I like to tell people. I almost feel like this has been sort of kept a secret because I I really wasn't aware about how how much effort China was putting into becoming more green because my impression was that China was almost sort of like deny, denying that 
you know, there was, as you know, there was pollution, you know, this mm. kind of, it's not really, you know, we're not doing anything wrong. Like, pollution's fine. It's good for you, you know, this kind of thing. So Well, they do <laughs> tend to exaggerate the numbers. Like, they downplay how much pollution. Like, if you use a Chinese app to mm-hmm. detect the pollution versus a Western one, you're going to get two different numbers, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I've seen people post pictures of, you know, the they have, like, these, yeah, pollution scale app things. Mm-hmm. Um, like in English, so I guess they. It, I mean, it looks the figures look quite bad, but I don't. I, honestly, I'm not sure what what's the norm. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, it also goes to their news sources. Like in China, the news is supposed to like uh, make the people feel that they're safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. make the west look bad <laughs> and talk about how great china is but in the mm-hmm. in the west we tend to have the news be like the shocking stuff to make people feel shocked because that's what sells yeah. and um so yeah the downplaying of this pollution in china is is just goes along with all their other news sources to keep everybody feeling all right but uh, the panda yeah. shape is just an icing on the cake, <laughs> isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this actually accidentally ties in really well with our question today. Ah. Uh, but before we get there, I just want to I want to get you up to speed with some things. So I know I keep going on about this, but it's I keep seeing I keep seeing things um, on this topic. So I'm just going to tell you what's going on. Uh, so. I've mentioned about the f- these women-only uh, carriages on <laughs> Shenzhen, Shenzhen Metro. So basically, this week the men have just taken over the the, <laughs> the carriages. So the signs, um, there are logos like on the carriages, but basically the men are just like tough. We you know we want to be in this carriage. There's no space anywhere else. Tough tough luck. Um, and so a, ch- and a Chinese netizen. Um, was obviously not very surprised and said the quality of the quality of countrymen is too low for this for this kind of thing. Um, well, of course the guys are going to want to go where all the women are. <laughs> so I guess I mean I'm sure that those are quite light-hearted comments. I'm sure there's a lot more uh, angry responses about this. Anyway, uh, and another thing about uh, is about the bikes. The all um, four have um, basically. Um, partnered with Universal Studios, so I don't know if you know, or I don't know if you've watched these the other movies, um, Despicable Me or Minions. I haven't. Okay, so um, um, if you don't know what Minions are, they're these like little yellow characters who wear like dungarees, like little workers, <laughs> and basically all four are going to turn their bikes into Minions. Aww. Yellow minions, so it's gonna be super. So cute. they're gonna paint like little overalls on them. All uh, well, I, I, I think, or like yeah, put probably, an but image they're gonna or have like eyeballs. They're gonna have eyes, yeah, like googly, <laughs> googly eyes on the front. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I thought I'd tell you about that because mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. That is cool. <laughs> um, this is. I mean, they've they've done this basically. I mean, we've talked in the past about how um, we're not sure how these bike companies are really making any money, and. Um, or for uh, one of those companies that are in desperate need of cash. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Good for them, I suppose. Indeed. But I've heard that OFO is also valued at more than $2 billion. Yeah. 
valued at two billion. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like a Silicon Valley company. It's like not really doesn't have any liquid mm-hmm. assets, but it's worth a lot. Yeah. Crazy. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our question. Oh, hey. By the way, oh, just sorry. sorry yeah, to yeah. Go for it. Interrupt. I have been on one of those female only. Oh, have you? Yeah, oh, I have. Okay, cool. But I didn't even know that I was on it. It was so like such an anticlimax. I know. I know. <laughs> it was like expecting it to be like all pink, pink and with like cushions on the seats and stuff like that. But actually, it was just a small sign that just had cushions an arrow. On the seats. Yeah. And scented candles. Yes. Yes. I was expecting, like, soothing music, but, um, <laughs> no, it was just the same, looked the same as any other Metro car, and then it just yeah. had a small sign Signs, that yeah. said, like, female, um, pr- priority is yeah, what they yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. priority seating. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't think that those men folk were, like, trying to be no, I don't bad. Think so. I, I think don't that think they, they just didn't even, realize. yeah, they didn't even <laughs> notice. This is what goes back to, like, what I was saying in episode whatever 93 where we were talking about the female only metro cars and how yeah, 93. i think it's just the problem is going to be training the men like how much effort you have to put into training the guys not to sit in those things. and let's be honest not just i mean okay obviously these are f- for women any supposed to be for women but i don't know about you but most i, I feel like when i use the metro i'm sort of on autopilot anyway mm-hmm. which is why I haven't done it too many times, but I've definitely gotten on the wrong train, mm-hmm. you know, like on the wrong side, because yeah. I'm just in autopilot forgetting where I am, and I'm just like, oh, the train I usually get is on the left side, and even if I'm not at the that station, I'll just go to the left, and then I realise, oh, wait a second, I'm on the wrong train. <laughs> yeah. Because you just go into autopilot, and I'm sure a lot of men would also do the same thing, Yeah. especially at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, when you're already sort of just... You know, on the way to work. And, and they've just... all got their headphones on right. and they're watching TV shows and right. like, or they're reading newspapers in the morning on their way. It's just, yeah, good luck. Good luck teaching them. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. sorry to interrupt. So what do we have for uh, this week and, in terms and, of questions? I, I just, I, you just got me thinking about ways to like stop men from getting onto the train. I was just thinking <laughs> like for someone to be dressed up as like something that would scare men like a big tampon or something. <laughs> That's kind of gross, sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'll just move on from that weird comment. Uh, okay, so a question comes from Caitlin, and she actually asked us a question way back in episode 73 when she asked us about um, haircuts and going to the hairdressers in China. So she says, Hey ladies, love the show. I'm studying in Chengdu for the next nine months and was wondering if you could do an episode about the city. I know there's way too much to cover in an hour, but anything from food, transportation, sites, people, and any other special Chengdu things would be cool to hear about. Maybe Nora can share some interesting or crazy stories from her time in that city. Thanks. Keep up the good work. So um, I want to sort of apologise to Caitlin because we've probably missed her nine months in Chengdu. Um, But Hopefully you'll you'll just find it interesting anyway. And maybe if you're still listening, Caitlin, you can get back to us and tell us a bit about your experiences. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. So. So, I guess so. the ball's in my court, considering that was my first experience in China was mm-hmm. a, for a year in Chengdu. Although, I just want to say that I was living in a small city just outside of Chengdu. So, about 45 minutes from Chengdu called Shindu, which Chengdu and Shindu, when you're foreigner and can't pronounce Chinese very well. The first uh, year was really difficult to distinguish. Um, anyway, 
I want to give you guys like a little background on Chengdu and why I decided to go to Chengdu because I mm -hmm. find it's a really fascinating city. I wanted to go, first of all, I wanted to go somewhere that was kind of like off the beaten track for foreigners like Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Hong Kong, all these places along the coast are have been um influenced by the west for for a long time and mm -hmm. a lot of people have come and stayed in those areas um from the west so i wanted something a little bit different but i still wanted some place that's going to be like a booming economic mm -hmm. region re like a city that has some interesting stuff going on it yeah. so uh Chengdu is um one of the three most populous cities in western china the other two being Chongqing and Xi'an, so it's right mm -hmm. up there with those cities as well. Um, and this has been that way for a long, long time. Um, China actually, or Chengdu actually used to be a capital of China for a brief period, um, and has always had kind of its own culture and like mm -hmm. center, and in other dynasties has also been like a capital city. Yeah. for the for the region so it's always maintained like unlike shenzhen which is becoming really popular now but it's an artificial city in a lot of ways because it didn't exist be prior to 1978 yeah. um chengdu has been around for a long long time um i found on wikipedia a little information too that said that um there are more than 260 Fortune 500 companies have branches in Chengdu. Yeah, cool. So it kind of gives you an idea for the scope. Like, you mm -hmm. may have never heard of it before, but it's right. actually a really important city, not just in China, but in yeah. the world. I um, mean, actually, the Chengdu airport is one of the top, like, 30 busiest airports in the world, oh, right. which is also kind of shocking, considering how many airports there are in Asia, let alone in the rest of the world. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's, it's a happening place, guys. You need to know a little bit about it. <laughs> Um, geographically, it's in the center of China, and it's in, like, a basin. So, um, uh, it's got relatively moderate climate. The summer was pretty hot, but not as hot as in those cities that they call, I think they call, like, the Three Furnaces, which oh, are, yeah. yeah, like, some of the other cities around central China that just get crazy mm. hot. Um, it got hot, but not quite as bad as that. And in the winter, it was pretty mild. It was cold, but it never really snowed or anything yeah. like that um it's pretty lush area around and it's a home of the giant pandas like a lot of pandas live in sichuan province live which is next door to you right? yeah that's <laughs> right knocking the on the door <laughs> no where i lived in shindu <laughs> was really close to one of the largest um pan if not the largest panda sanctuaries in china um, which was really fun because I would take my e-bike, which we mentioned mm -hmm. in the previous episode. You'd go and see the pandas. Yeah, and I could just go <laughs> and see the pandas and I saw them kind of develop because mm -hmm. I saw like the babies, like, and I would go and I could recognize some of the, like, because I would go so often. So I was like, oh, there's the, the one. And they're very playful as pups. So yeah. they're, they're very, very cute. I, I saw a video quite a while back of, um, I'm not sure where it was, but there was a, there was a, a, a Panda, panda cubs or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call them and there was a woman going in to like you know clean them feed them and oh man it was so funny <laughs> they were just tormenting her so much she had some sort of basket i think she was 
I don't know if there was food in it or she was cleaning it and they were in the basket, <laughs> they were climbing on her, they were just winding her up so much and I must have watched the video about five times and I howled with laughter every time I watched it. It was so funny. Oh, it's great. Yeah, they're definitely really playful. Watching awesome. them wrestle is just really funny. Everybody loves a good panda video. Yeah. Like that sneeze, like the one panda, like the baby panda seen. sneezes and then the, it startles the mama <gasps> panda. Oh, yeah, That's like from ages that. ago. <laughs> yeah, they're so cute. Definitely cute. And there's also in Sichuan these like red pandas, which I had never mm. seen before, which look kind of like foxes. Foxes, yeah. yeah. Right. But they're, they're also weird. really cute. They're a cuter version of foxes and they have kind of these raccoon like bushy yeah. tails, striped bushy tails, and they're also quite quite sweet looking. I wonder how they're in the I mean, I wonder how they're in the panda family, like what part of them is panda esque? Well, I guess they're marsupials like pandas are. I think they're in the same like subspecies or whatever. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think because I mean they they definitely look they they have similar diets. They have some. They're definitely related in some way. Like cool. they're definitely cousins, and they also have cousins. a face. You know. Yeah, they have that patch like patchy sort of. Yeah, they have the markings. They have uh, rings around their yeah. eyes, and they have white face similar to mm-hmm. to pandas. Um, oh man, I don't know where else, like, where to begin with all this stuff about Chengdu. It's pretty cool. Well, like, well, maybe I can help because I found, I've never been to Chengdu, but, uh, I found an article that was like 10 reasons why you should visit Sichuan's, uh, capital city. So maybe I could mention the things and you could talk more in detail. Okay. Because you're cool. going to know about all those things. Sounds good. Give I, me a little structure, I, I, just, I just want to found, I just want to mention that I found, uh, I did, just before I start, I found out about, well, that there was, um, a certain type, type of opera that's specific to Chengdu. Oh, yeah. I didn't know, I mean, I'm not really into opera, but, um, apparently it's, it's, it's like a play. It's apparently different to standard Chinese opera. Um, and they have like a combination of stunts like face changing. Ah, no, you haven't seen this before? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, that's something, that's a good point. Um, I've seen this, the opera here. Yeah, like, such, like actually most regions in China, they have their own right. opera. Well, we, what we consider opera is a little bit different. It's like performance theater, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Not, it's not just like singing that we say, well, when we say, well, at least when I say opera, I think of like, these, yeah, exactly. It's like uh, plays that are just that just used singing. Yeah, right. um, but they have all different kinds of performance arts that they incorporate into the opera. So it's not mm-hmm. just the singing part, which also exists. Like yeah. Beijing Opera is also really famous. Yeah. Um, and this, like the changing of the faces, things mm. that you're talking about, it used to be like this big secret. So. And now they, I was a little disappointed when I went to see it because they use like some kind of mechanical thing to change the mess. So basically like they have, there's a person who's doing kind of like a dance, I guess, to music and then they turn their face and then they're wearing a different mask. And as I understand it, it used to be a sleight of hand right. trick where so they like a actually, almost. yeah, exactly. Mm. And it was passed out. It was a secret thing, and it was passed down oh, from cool. generation to generation. And they would literally like switch the mask oh, cool. out, but they would just do it really quickly, like a magician using nice. sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, it was like they had some kind of a. I wouldn't say machine. It wasn't like an electronic thing, but it was a some kind of a device that would whip like the mask. Yeah, so when they turn their head, it would do it. So I think 
That's uh, cheating. It is cheating, <laughs> and I, I was expecting to see this, like, oh, it's this big yeah. thing. And you see a lot of, like, mask culture in Sichuan, like, right. mask um, <clears throat> paraphernalia, like, mm-hmm. souvenirs you can buy that have these really... Because they have these really beautiful, like, like painted masks, yeah. Mm. So they have this, like, changing of the masks thing. But I, have, cool. so far, haven't seen, like, an authentic... Mm. Um, and they have, like, the tea pouring that's also part of the opera is like they have these really long spouted teapots this sounds very familiar to me i wonder if i've seen pictures yeah i've never seen i mean i haven't seen it or i don't recall seeing a video but i'm sure i've seen a picture of this yeah and to be honest i'm not sure if this is specific to Mm. sichuan opera or if it exists in other operas too but it it definitely was in the the show that i saw Mm. and it's like they do kind of acrobatic movements and they like pour the tea in different ways so they'll like the teacup will be super far away and they'll be like their body will be all twisted and then the 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 spout is like super super long and then they'll they'll pour it in like really interesting ways um and then they also have one where they're like holding fire on their heads and they're also doing a like a dance and they have to like hold their head really set so they have all these different like like cool performance things that they do sounds good I, I, I it also says that they do fire spitting and mm. also beard changing <laughs> beard changing mm-hmm. oh that's something i haven't yeah. seen uh yeah it sounds i guess sounds it's a similar thing to like the mask changing thing. yeah yeah i think so all right so let me get started with this so oh well, you've already covered the first one the first one is pandas uh. um apparently i mean apparently they have um maybe this is what you I don't know if this is what you, you, the place you used to visit, but apparently they have a giant panda breeding research base there. Yeah. This is that, this is where you I'm pretty sure it's that, if it's, if it's the one in Chengdu, because I think there's also a giant panda research center in Chongqing, but, or somewhere else in Sichuan, but I, yeah, that, that's the one. Cool. All right. Well, we've, uh, I think we've covered pandas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Second thing, uh, is tradition. Um, so it says that even though there's like skyscrapers, (laughs) they they sort of preserve the old traditional buildings as well. Um, there was a picture in this article and it was like Starbucks, but in this really old sort of building. It looked really cool actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the landscape, again, like when we're in Shenzhen, we're kind of like outside of this whole thing but most of those ancient cities in china like guangzhou is one too Mm -hmm. where you can see just like a mosaic of eras yeah so you have ancient building because guangzhou is an ancient city and so you have some architecture that's Either it's been restored, or they try to preserve it, that's existed for a really long time, and then throughout the generations, things have kind of filled it in. And it's similar yeah. in Chengdu, like you're right. saying, you have a Starbucks, but it's like in an ancient style looking mm. building. And they have a lot of architecture that has um, lasted for a long time. Like they have done a really good job in preserving that's a lot of these sites. Yeah, that, that that sounds really that sounds really cool to me. I mean, I I think I know they've done this in other like other cities as well, like um, Foshan, which is on the outskirts of Guangzhou. They've they they've it's basically like an old village, and then they turn it. They basically make it into a tourist tourist place, you know, with 
just quaint shops and obviously the Starbucks mm-hmm. in Which these is, old buildings. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's better than them just like raising it and then right. just putting something new on top of it. Which so does happen cool. quite often. I mean, we've it spoken does. about how. The, I mean, obviously Shenzhen is. There's. I mean, there isn't, or, or at least there isn't now really anything like old really not much but they've, history t- here. they've torn down some i mean the buildings they may be 30 or 40 year, years old that's as old as it gets i think well they have expiration dates just right. like you know goods and the grocery store they the buildings have expiration dates they only build them to last a certain yeah. <clears throat> number of years and then they tear them down and build them again yeah yeah very true all right number three is food <gasps> big, oh, topic. big topic big topic I'm sure, Holly, you've had Sichuan-style hot pot, right? I have, yes. Yes, and Sichuan food is characterized mostly for its ma la, which mm-hmm. is this numb, it's like, literally means numb spicy. Mm-hmm. So it's, not only is it spicy, they use a lot of chili peppers, but they also have this, like, special Sichuan pepper, which makes, like, makes literally makes your mouth numb. Yeah, to me, it's one of those things that you, I almost... You you can't for me. I can't tell if I'm enjoying it or not. Mm. But I I want to eat more of it at the same time. <laughs> it's almost like this is killing me, but I can't stop eating it. I I, I sometimes I get those. Uh, I get peanuts with it. Yeah, and I get mega heartburn, but it's they're so good. Like I can't stop <laughs> myself. And I had, I had some yesterday, and there were tears like streaming down my face, and I was just like, but it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I've never really You're been not a fan huge. Of I'm not, no. Cause maybe because, like, in Chengdu, they will put this pepper in everything. everything. Yeah, I'm talking about. Overload. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about cookies and cakes, too. So it's not just for, like, <laughs> savory so dishes, but in sweet stuff, too. And so, and to me, the taste is kind of, tastes like soap a bit. Like, I don't really necessarily yeah, mind the numbing odd. sensation, but the taste is kind of soapy. Mm. And so I just. I'll eat it. I, I, you know, if it's if it's once in a while, I do enjoy it because it's like, oh, you know, oh, I yeah. missed that kind of f- sensation. But when I had it every day, I just wasn't really a fan of it. Yeah. No, but hot pot is a huge thing mm-hmm. um, from Sichuan cuisine, Chengdu cuisine, and I haven't found a hot pot that's exactly the same as mm-hmm. yeah, because hot pot was like such a thing in Chengdu, and here they also have hot pot. Guangdong also has its own hot pot. But it's not the same. Mm-hmm. They have different things that they put in it. Like my favorite kind of... I'm not a huge tofu eater, but they had this tofu thing. Like uh, It was like a twisted tofu... I don't even know how to describe it. Like block. And I loved it. And I've mm-hmm. never seen that here. I really miss that. And other things that they would put in the hot pot. And then the hot pot itself was also like really complicated. Like so much stuff inside mm. of it. Here I feel like the hot pots are also good and sometimes I like them better, but they're definitely simpler than yeah. than they're like they're like hot pot and it's hot pot everywhere everywhere hot pot. And my first meal in China was this Sichuan hot oh, pot. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Welcome to China. Exactly. And I had I remember this so so clearly like I had used a napkin to wipe my fingers. Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah, and then when I had started eating the hot pot, um, I, my nose started running. I used the same napkin to wipe my nose, and my nose was on fire. Well, at least you didn't wipe your eyes. Yeah, good point. Good bad, point. Bad, bad move. 
But yeah. Yeah. But the other thing that I just adore about Sichuan cuisine is the street food. Street food, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like it's it's even feels kind of inadequate to say street food because it's it's literally like you get it's so elaborate it's mm-hmm. so good and so filling yeah. that it's not just like oh like a hot dog on a stick no it's like you have a whole you can have a whole oh, meal man. you can just be eating all day there's it's everywhere it's really delicious it's convenient it's cheap yeah i really do miss that yeah. about Sichuan. i'm actually i'm quite a uh, surprised that Barrett hasn't taken me there because it just sounds <laughs> just like for the he'd, food. Yeah, he'd be in paradise. Oh, it's awesome. Well, they have this street uh, in the city that's called Jin Li. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, it's famous for its street food and also it's really funny to go there as a foreigner because at least at the time that I went, which, okay, that's almost seven years ago, but they had like really terrible translations for all of I the bet. foods. So it was really funny, like going through and being like, oh, you want this husband and wife anger dish or whatever. They have all these like really funny translations for stuff. But that area, Jin Li, it's gorgeous. You pay a small fee. It's like a park where you pay mm-hmm. like a small fee. Usually the pub parks are open to the public, but this one has some kind of maintenance fee and it's beautiful mm-hmm. inside. So cool. it's definitely worth it. And then they have all these foods that you can try. It's super good. Super good. Do you remember any eating or trying something particularly interesting? Hmm. Um, they do like mini hot pots, like on the go. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is good. And then I also like the, they have, so a Bing in Chinese has, it's a very wide meaning. Like you can translate it as cookie Mm. or like wrap or, just like anything that's like flat and round can be a bing. So like a pancake, mm. crepe, these are all like bing style yeah. things. So they have one bing, it's like a paper thin shell and then it's got um, lettuce and then like this fried bread thing and then meat and then it has some veg and some spices inside and i'm drooling just yeah me too it. me too i don't I've, i mean i haven't had it but it sounds awesome it's so good and they make it so fast on this like huge cast mm. iron circular like grill kind of a thing yeah. and it happens so fast and it's like too quiet or something awesome. like that or even less and it's like a sn- it's like super crunchy really portable like just great snack i i really miss those kind of things that you'd see all around yeah um, other than that, I don't remember seeing anything. Like, they had an alligator on a stick a um, lot and, like, these kind of things. Scorpions and whatnot. Scorpions I saw in Beijing, but I don't remember Not seeing right. them in Chengdu, although... Um, yeah, and, like, silkworms and stuff and, like, <sighs> sheep testicles and stuff. You can get anything on a stick in China. <laughs> <laughs> but Chengdu specifically, I don't remember anything like that, although I'm sure that they had it. Mm-hmm. But in my memory are those, um, bing, and then also the, they would do, like, bamboo rice. So okay. they'd have, like, hollow, they'd oh. take a stick of bamboo, and then they'd steam rice in it. With It's kind of like zongzi, which yeah. I always have a problem pronouncing it, zongzi, uh, which are, they're popular all over China, especially during Dragon Boat Festival, which is, like, steamed rice, 
sticky rice with like meat. Usually they have savory and sweet ones. Mm-hmm. But they have stuff inside, and then it's wrapped in. I think it's a bamboo, bamboo leaf yeah, too. I think so, yeah. yeah, so it's got that like bamboo flavor. But this is like a stalk of bamboo mm-hmm. that's filled in with rice and like good stuff. So they steam it in the bamboo, cool. so it's got that like bamboo-y style flavor. Actually, they eat a lot of bamboo in yeah. Sichuan, which is just another thing that I miss. Like bamboo shoots, like the pam- pandas. Yeah, those. yeah, everybody's eating it. Pandas, people. <laughs> it just grows so rampantly in in that area. Um, I I remember you just just talking about street food when um we were in uh Chongqing we went to sort of like this village um like a pottery uh, once upon a time it had been a, a pottery village like they would make uh cer- you know like ceramics things and it was basically we would just float around and we just ate our way around <laughs> this village and we particularly we found this these there were a couple of people making it, but it was like potato with so, like I, I don't know I can't even remember what was in there, but it was a little bit spicy. Was it like a circular salty. potato? Like a no, on a stick? it was no no no. It was in a pot. You got it in a like a cardboard tub, mm. and it, it it just maybe there was like a bit of onion stuff in there. Oh man, it was so good. It was so salty. My dad thought it was great, and I, I'm, I mean, I like potatoes. I so. think I know that one. But it was like it was. It wasn't like mashed potato, but it was sort. You know, it'd been cut into, uh, you it's know, like cubes. Slices. Oh, cubes. no, cubes. But it was slightly softer, like a. You know, like it could have been. You could have turned it into mash probably quite easily, but it was. Oh God, it was so good. I think they had that in Chengdu. Probably, also. yeah. And it just reminds me, they always, they, they also had this, like, spiralized potato. Oh. So it would be a similar thing, mm-hmm. like, uh, on a stick, spiralized potato, and then it would be coated in this, like, oh, the sauce is also, like, super salty, a little bit spicy, really tasty. You, I think you can actually get those in Dongmen. You used to be able to get them in Dongmen here in Shenzhen, but. That sounds familiar to me as it well. It's really tasty. Uh cool. let's move on because I'm getting too hungry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, me too. We should have had lunch first. Um, <laughs> okay, the next thing: uh, temples and historic sites. Ah, yes. Uh, so it says here that um, it's the burial. There's um, there are parks and a burial sites for the emperor uh, Liu Bei, and also the Wenshu Temple. Um, which are, is a series of halls and pavilions dedicated to Buddhist gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Uh, also, the thatched, thatched cottage of famed Tang Dynasty poet Du Fu, mm-hmm. uh, um, with beautiful surroundings. Sounds sounds cool. Yeah, and actually, Du Fu's cottage, as I remember, is which is really cool to visit. Um, actually, just. On that same note, there are a lot of literary artists coming out of Chengdu. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of history in terms of literary culture cool. in that area. So there's also other sites to see um, of famous uh, writers. Um, but near to Dufu's Cottage, I believe, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, is the Jinsha excavation site. Oh, it's a museum, right? Mm-hmm. So it was in 2001. They were like digging to put up a building, and they found a whole like it's just basically preserved. Um, how do you even call it? Like a site? Like a like a 
like archaeological yeah. like site. <laughs> and anyway, I don't know. I'm, okay, sorry, yeah. I'm like bashing that up. But anyway, they found this very famous gold piece, mm-hmm. which is I believe they called the Golden Sunbird. And it's a beautiful gold piece that's um, it's a th- dates back to about a thousand BC, and it's become a symbol in China. It's like one of the oldest and like best maintained gold um, pieces cool. found. So this and they found lots of other tons. You would be so surprised. Like, and they've they've. Uh, transported a lot of the things that they found to exhibits in China, but mm-hmm. you would be amazed as to how much stuff they still have at the Jinsha cool. site itself in Chengdu. So we definitely saw that. My dad was all over that. Yeah, he loved seeing that stuff. So if you're, if you're into archaeology, this is really, really cool. Mm. The stuff is so well preserved. It's unbelievable and how old it is. It's it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this um the number five is actually ancient history and it's talking about the Jinsha Museum. Um other spro- uh, remains of a settlement, I guess that was the word. Right, yeah, that. sure. Ancient settlement, <laughs> Dating yeah. Dating from um two thousand seven hundred BC. What? Oh wow, two thousand seven hundred BC. Yep. Oh wow. That's impressive, isn't it? That is impressive. That's um older than I thought. <laughs> Yeah, so it says there's lots of act, uh, artifacts and things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Uh, number six is the Riverside. Um, it says that um, the Jin River winds through the town, uh, which is a pleasant has a pleasant ambiance for strolls, playing Chinese checkers, or angling along the banks. True. And mahjong. Yeah, of course. Which of is course. huge in Chengdu. And I bet playing cards too. Yeah, but not as much as Mahjong. Mahjong's <laughs> like between two in the afternoon and five, so many businesses actually are just closed huh. for Mahjong. Like if you want to eat something, <laughs> you better go during the like typical wow. Chinese lunch hours of, you know, like noon or seven or whatever. They wow. usually eat their lunch and dinner because between two and five, so many businesses are just closed down. Wow. Actually, life in Chengdu, they always say, is really enjoyable because it's much, Leisurely. yeah, <laughs> it's much slower paced. People like walk slower. They just take their time. Where versus here, it's like go 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 go. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, number seven is um, a Shan. It says um, the sacred. Mountain provides thickly forested trails for hikers and restaurants, and a temple and statue of um, I'm not going to try and pronounce that, but six tusked elephant at the top. Mm. Um, it says at the foot of the mountain, Hongju Shan is a serene and elegant spa and resort. Oh well, a nice bit of marketing for them there. <laughs> uh, yes, did you go? Did you see this? No, Gold I here? didn't see Ameshan. Um, but. Most of the other foreigners uh, that I had met there had gone there. If I believe there was, if I remember correctly, there's like a bunch of monkeys. Like you oh. get like a ta- like they warn you before you're going. Like oh, don't really? wear red clothing and like be red? careful of your bag because the monkeys will be all over you. <laughs> They're like these really aggressive monkeys. Are oh, like gosh. bring some food to give to the monkeys to distract them. <laughs> Wow. So it was like it's it's a long climb up and the pictures look really beautiful, but I personally haven't been there. But I I, I recommend going because the people that went said that they enjoyed it very much. Although the walk is long and there aren't that many places to sleep there because I 
it's not a one day like yeah. up and back thing. Yeah, it's just two yeah two uh two day trip mm-hmm. day trip I guess. Yeah. Um. So number eight is the giant Buddha. This sounds really cool. Uh. It says, oh, is this Lashan? Uh. Yeah. 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 It says that it's um uh seventy one meters, which is two hundred thirty three feet tall. It says that uh half a dozen people can stand on his big toe. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I've seen pictures of this. I also didn't do do this one either, but this is yeah. These things, by the way, they're not in Chengdu, but they're near. They're right. around. Um, oh, I just say uh, yeah, near Chengdu. Sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like three hours or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Not, not super near. I suppose it is in the grand scheme of China. But. Yeah, when they say Chengdu, is like it can potentially mean a quite a wide area. Yeah. Well, I suppose as you found mm-hmm. when you. Well, yeah, because when I took my teaching job, they said like, "Yeah, oh, you're in Chengdu. You're in Chengdu. <laughs> well, kind of, but actually, I was in a separate city." <laughs> Mm. Uh, number nine is transit. So, um, yeah, we've talked a lot in general about how good the transport links are. In fact, in the previous episode, 98, we did talk a lot about transportation. Uh, yeah, it says um, regular buses, especially from the airport. Um, the central metro system is like is great and very cheap, apparently. Apparently, it wasn't there when oh, I really? was in here. New, is it cool? That's new, newish. Uh, it says <laughs> if if all else fails, motorcyclists may offer a lift for under a dollar. Oh yeah, getting to and from like those like we talked last episode about tuk tuks and like all right. these different like that's everywhere and it's, it's super easy, super cheap, and also like private cars. I also oh, do, yeah. used to do that all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, do it at your own risk, but I didn't have any problems. It was, it was just, like, part of the culture everybody was doing. Those just, uh, how, how, when you say private cars, what do you mean? Like, just... Oh, like, people would just drive up and be drive like, where do you want to go? <laughs> you'd be, you know, like, you'd be walking along the road and they'd be like, hey, you want to lift? Where do you want to go? And then you negotiate the price and then you get in. Huh. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, number 10 is value. Um, this is speci- specifically talking about like accommodation, I guess. Like if you're a tourist, um, it says that you can get um, in a hostel, you can get a room for like twenty five dollars. Oh, you can get a room for way Probably cheaper, than, cheaper that. than that. But I guess this is f- U.S. dollars. Yeah, this is focusing on like t- for tourists. But it says that in value in general, would you would you say that Chung- uh, Chengdu was like a cheap place to live? Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Cool. Um, I stayed at a couple hostels in Chengdu, and they were pretty good. If I remember, they were only like ten dollars. Maybe it's like fifteen or twenty yeah. now. Twenty-five seems high, but I don't know. It's hard to say just because it's been a while since yeah. I've been there. But they definitely had like proper youth hostel, like cool places. Where as a lot of places in China, I feel like don't have that. So, yeah, I'd say in general, Sichuan is much cheaper to travel in and to stay and yeah. to eat. And the like, eating is also like super inexpensive and you can do a lot for a little cool. in, in Sichuan. Definitely. I like it. Definitely. Um, well, I've, I mean, I've been to the province, but I haven't been to Chengdu, so one day I'll have to go. Definitely do. This is so strange, like, just to change the subject, Nara and I are recording in this room and all of a sudden the dark clouds have come over and we're literally sat in the dark recording this episode. <laughs> it is weird. I like, can just see, like, Nara's eyes just, like, poking out <laughs> of the darkness. Do you have any other um, things about Chengdu that you want to talk to? Ah, uh, yeah, just quickly. I know we're, um, we're, we're getting on, but... Uh, 
There were a couple things that I really liked that weren't mentioned. Um, one was the Dujang Yan Dam. This is actually the world's oldest irrigation, like running irrigation system. Oh, it's cool. a huge dam, like similar to the Hoover Dam. Uh, very impressive, oh. and it's just like super ancient. And it's not far from. Again, it's not like in Chengdu, the city, but it's outside in the surrounding area. That's a day trip that's worth taking, I think. Um, it's been diverting water from the river for 2,000 years now. So it's really interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds cool. Really cool. Uh, another thing was what's called like wide alley, alley narrow alley. Oh, yeah, like, I saw that on one of the sites when I was looking. Yeah, it says Quanjai Alley. And to be honest, I don't remember the history of it, like why it came to be that way. But it's just a really cool place in the middle of Chengdu that you want to visit. So it's called Wide Alley. It's called what? What was the It's name called the Wide Alley, Narrow Alley. And Quanjai so Alley. is it some sort of like illusion? How, or is it just called that? It's because it's it's like narrow in some places and like really wide in other places. Oh, cool. And now it's just like a strip of really cool like restaurants and bars. Mm. Like kind of similar to we have this place OCT Loft in Shenzhen which has also got this kind of like yeah. hip vibe yes. to it. Like a warren of different places. Every yeah. time you go something else pops up and you... Yeah, but it's all like artfully arranged. Mm-hmm. This is a sim- like a similar thing, but um, cool. they're much closer together. It's like just one small street, and it's got like a bunch of stuff on there. You can see like tea ceremonies there, and they have um, usually live music at night, and so it's a it's a cool place to go. I recommend that. And then the other place I would say is um, it's called Chuanxi Lu, and it's. It's like a major shopping street, but it's mm-hmm. been that way since like 1924. So it's oh, like a, wow. got a long history, and it was actually like named Chuanxi after a part of the Tao Te Ching. So it's got like kind of an interesting history. When you go there, you feel like you're walking inside of a magazine because <laughs> it's like ads everywhere and like huge LED screens, oh, wow. and like it's just got a cool vibe to it. It's really busy. Um, it, it's really modern. I really enjoyed that. It's it's just cool to just like take a walk in there. Awesome. So, yes, highly recommend it. Right. So that's just a taste, though. There's a lot of other things that you can do and yeah. see in Chengdu. <clears throat> highly recommend checking it out if you're in China. It's not somewhere you want to miss. <clears throat> At least I think so. So do it. So should we do a Chinese word of the day? Yes, please. So, I thought it's appropriate for today to learn the word for panda, which is also really cute in Chinese. So, the word for panda is xiong mao. So, xiong, it means a bear, Mm -hmm. and mao, it means a cat. So, it's like the bear cat, because they kind of look cat-like, I feel like, a little bit. So, it's kind of cute, cute in Chinese. So, xiong mao. Nice, nice. Yeah, so check that out on the episode 99 page, com slash episode 99. Yes, and we will link to the dictionary so you can learn those characters for Panda. Please do. Hey, if you guys haven't left us a review, we'd love to get a review from you on iTunes. Yes, please. Please give us some feedback. It'd be really cool. Yeah, we're not begging or anything, but it would please, be nice. Please, please. Yeah, if you, got, if you guys leave us a review, then more people will find us and we get higher up in iTunes and stuff. So Yeah, I know nice. it's really annoying when people like... But we do also leave appreciate review, it but when we see those reviews. Like, Well, it's like the it's only nice. way that we... Get, I mean, it's the only thing that we can do to help push our 
um, show up in iTunes so that other people can find it. Because, you know, there's everybody and their mother has a podcast nowadays. So, <laughs> very true. So, help us get found if you like the show. Leave us a review. It would be really sweet. Yes, please. And, yeah, if you've got a question, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash episode. No. <laughs> Voicemail. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Not episode. Take the episode out. <laughs> it's the darkness. It's messing with my head. Um, it is weird sitting here <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So we hope that you tune in. Well, well, for next episode, get ready. Surprise! <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.